You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo! You should have been pulled in the forefront they have faith in you. You should have been Bon Voyage 2022 MLB Baseball. It's been a great ride, but the regular season has come to a close. We're going to miss you. You gave us a lot of memories, a lot of injuries, and hopefully, for everybody listening, a lot of winning. That's right. It's time to talk about who won what. Which leagues were winners for the 2022 Fantasy Baseball season? Michael Govier's got you covered today. He's going to break it down one last time, baseball style. No deary today, just Govier. And then he'll shift into the NFL, Fantasy Football, Week 5. What to expect. He'll break down each game with the players involved towards the end of the show. We start heavy with baseball. We pay tribute to the big winners, our Palazzo Podcast patrons, Discord members, the dedicated community members of the Palazzo realm are thriving more than ever, and we're damn proud of it. Do not forget that this will be a doozy of an episode, and when everyone else in your life has left you for dead, has marked you as a pariah, remember that the Palazzo podcast still has your back. Even if you're being brought up on charges, we'll at least defend you until you're found guilty. It's hard to find a friend like the Palazzo Podcast in this world. So settle in and get ready to celebrate good times. Come on! Take it away, boy! Utah, give me two. What up, party people? Party people. You gonna get funky. Michael Gobia here. It's time to talk about the closing of the 2022 MLB baseball season. 
What a ride it was. Yeah, don't be surprised. It was fun. I think everybody had a good time. And we learned a thing or two about ourselves along the way. It's like a sitcom, right? Hey, the MLB 2022 baseball season. It was like a sitcom. Sound good? Yeah. Well, why don't you cry about it? Saddlebags. Well, I'm not going to cry about it. I'll tell you that, Jim Carrey. But it's great to be here. Michael Govier on Twitter. MJ Govier. You see the NFL sign here. That means football is king. And it also means that Jesus may have abandoned us, folks. Very sad. Uh, what's this? The Moobot? Check out Govier's latest article. Is that like an Autobot? Man, Chad's a genius. Chad's saying, let's test this bad boy out. Chad is, uh, he did our first show on Twitch over there without yours truly. It was still a Palazzo podcast, two. but it was Chad doing it over there. So I hope that went well. That was Sunday, 11 a.m. He did about a half hour. And uh, we're trying to boost up the Twitch. So if you're not following us on Twitch, please take the time to do so. This is the last call on baseball, so I want to hear it. How did you do? Did you win your leagues? Are you a big-ass winner? Are you a big-ass loser? Extra big-ass taco. Hey, Jasper, my main man. What's up, brother? Jasper, I'm so glad you could be here for the final day of the Major League Baseball season. What a ride it was. I mean, we learned so much about ourselves. I'm locking that in. MLB 2022. We learned something. Of course, you can sign up for the Discord free, pinned at the top of the Twitter handle of the Plaza Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. Real simple. Give me it's two. been there for a long time, and it's free. The Discord will be home base now that the MLB season is over. If you want to talk about first-year player drafts, you want to talk about Dynasty, uh, we didn't do the weekly Plazo Podcast Prospects Power Half Hour earlier because we took a week off from that. So this is a chance to talk football, talk baseball. It's the first dual show. The duality of the show is happening right now before your very eyes. I'm very excited to be doing so, and uh, I hope that you guys are along for the ride. So if you want to get some of your roster questions in related to the NFL, we can do that. I want to hear about your leagues, guys. I was able to secure a first-place finish in an online championship. I did it! Look at me! Mommy, wow! I'm a big kid now! Boo-boo! I did it! Yeah, there's something in my mouth there. Sorry about that. But yeah, I won my very first online championship today. That's nice. That's something I could stick in the old tool belt and say, hey, check this out, Dad. Look at me now, Dad. Yeah, what do you think of me now, Dad? Whatever, motherfucker. Yeah, well, he might say that as well. I don't think my dad gives a shit that I'm winning fantasy football leagues in my age. But winning the online championship's nice. That's a 12-team OC. It's down to 15. So it's different. It shows that I could do 12. I could do 15. That shows I have the ability to be flexible, different formats. Uh, unfortunately, my main event, you know, didn't quite work out. Chad says, can we just take a moment to point out that I shouted the name Jared Goff and the Lions offense, and now no matter what I get wrong, I still look smart. Well, hey, congratulations, Chad. That's wonderful news. You did it. You're the man. I still think the Lions suck. <laughs> Jared Goff is a fantasy competent quarterback on a shitty team. Can't trust it. I can't trust it at all. That offense is fun, but the defense is shit. My Lions, my Bozo Lions are trash. Just total, total trash. And there's nothing that's going to change that right now. So don't even try to change my mind. I know the truth. I know Dan Campbell is a rah-rah guy, but he doesn't have the real, uh, you know, the real 
nuts and bolts to make a team be more than just a team. You know what I mean? And you don't know how to express your anger. Yeah, I think, I don't think Dan Campbell has a problem expressing his anger. But I'll tell you this, a lot of Lions fans were pissed after the Seahawks ran up 48 points on the Lions. 48 points in an NFL game. That's a rare feat, okay? And the fact that it was a 48-45 contest, it's going to be remembered forever. It's Scorigami, I believe. Pretty sure it was. And it reminded me a little bit of the uh, 58-37 playoff loss to the Philadelphia Eagles back during the Scott Mitchell era. That was a joke. That was a wild card game in Philadelphia. Lions fans were fired up. The offense had been historically good. They walked into Philly, and they laid a big, steeping pile of shit on the veteran stadium turf. That's putting it mildly. Yeah, that is putting it mildly, James. You're right about that. But I remember that game being such a disappointment. And, you know, this was not a playoff game. It was week four of the NFL. Seahawks, Geno Smith looked amazing. I had a stack with Geno, and I really, I was all about DK Metcalf in my DFS lineups on Sunday, but I talked myself out of it because everybody was talking up Tyler Lockett. When will I trust myself? What about me? I got to have confidence in me. And that's just another lesson. DFS can teach you that lesson. And I'm really grateful for all that I learned through playing DFS every week. It's a cruel mistress. DFS will hurt you. It'll tear your heart out of your chest seven days a week. But all you need is one. Just need that one millimaker to come through, right? Can I get that? I would love that to happen. So, uh, yeah, let's get fired up on the Twitch side of things. If you're not following us on Twitch, if you're hearing this in the podcast form or you've seen this on YouTube, Make sure you subscribe and follow our YouTube channel. You should definitely be doing that. The Palazzo Podcast YouTube channel. We cover fantasy football. We cover fantasy baseball. Hell, uh, I love college football. You know, I got killer college football picks going on over at FTN. I work at FTN. I'm a part-timer. But I've been doing my picks. And last week, I was really, really good with the sides. When it comes to the spread, I am your man. I know how to make winners happen in college football. Not so much with the totals, but definitely with the spread. That's my thing. So over at FTN, we have a pick tracker, and you can see my picks. You can see them for all the weeks of college football in 2022. There's no secrets, okay? So I want you to know that. I'm here to help you. I love college football, and I want you to know that I've got the picks. I got the plays this week. Hell yeah. Hey, Doc, what happened to your foot? What I don't understand is when you owe a bookie a lot of money, and he say, blows off one of your toes... You still own the money. Doesn't seem fair to me. Yeah, doesn't seem fair to me either, Chevy. I'm with you. Very strange. All right, so. Wow, dude. Jamie says, Franco killed me during the season. I was happy he came back for the end. I'm happy I had Gonsolin Urias with Sonny Gray for some pitching. I did learn trying to go 50-50 on batting pitching. Yeah, it's tough to go 50-50. Even the best teams that win leagues, they're quite often like 60-40 in roto splits with a better hitting side or versus the pitching side. But to win it, you usually need to have like a 60-60 in terms of roto points, like 120 roto points overall because you get 15 points per 5x5 five five category. The worst team is 1. The best team is 15. So if that's new to you, now you're learning about roto standings. There's also something called standing gains points. Standings point gained. Standings Points gained. Standings points gained. And that gives you markers of an expectation you should want to hit for every category. You know, I need 110 stolen bases to hit the league lead in the average 
Roto League for a 15-teamer or a 12-teamer. So it's important that you know what that's about. And if you're not familiar with that, get involved a little bit more with SGP. It's a really important tool, I think, because all the player analysis aside, you want to have targets that you're shooting for with every category. That's the bottom line. So I want you guys to be aware of that. And I want your kids to be safe when you take them for a ride. What movie is that from? Anybody know that one? Uh, Chad says, got some juicy stuff coming up on the Twitch channel. Or you know. Jasper says, a 12-team, 18-man roster, six total, any combination, wide receiver running back stats. Holy shit, what the hell's going on there, Jasper? What the hell's going on? Does your team suck or is it awesome? What's the deal there? We couldn't do diddly poo offensively we couldn't make a first down we couldn't run the ball we didn't try to run the ball we couldn't complete a pass we sucked yeah we sucked love running numbers running numbers i don't know what you guys are talking about over there but that's okay by the way if you're watching this on twitter which uh i do put the feed on twitter but you can't interact with it so you can't comment and i can't see it so if you want to comment and interact with the live chat which we always have for every palazzo podcast then you got to jump on YouTube or Twitch, and we'd love to have your subscription. We need to grow this channel. I want to hear from you people. React to me. You ever, anybody ever used to listen to Jim Rome, and he would do that send-up of that doofus from San Diego? This guy was like, he would always say, react to me. San Diegans. San Diegoans. San Diegans. They know what I'm talking about. You guys probably... uh Suffered through that asshole. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. Okay, shut up, Jim. I think we've heard enough of that. So this is America, Jack. This is America, Jack. So whether in San Diego or anywhere in a country of the United States, we'd love to hear from you. Jasper says second in my division, third of sixteen overall. Well done, sir. <laughs> Woohoo! Don't be that guy. Well, everybody wants to be a winner, but there's nothing wrong with second place. I would be that guy. I'm all for it. Uh, so I want to take a look at the final. Final standings. This is not an official Palazzo Podcast baseball show. This is a, a hybrid show of football and baseball. So I'm not doing some of the standard formats. In fact, after this episode, because I'm leaving, I'm hitting the high road, folks. Michigan is known as the mitten, okay? So if you put your hand up like this, it looks like a hand, like a mitten. And this is the thumb. Here's the thumb. I'm going up to the thumb tomorrow for a few days to spend some time in God's country Free of the burden of society's restrictions where I can just be me. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. I know who these guys are that I'm going to be hanging out with this weekend. I've known these guys forever. A lot of them I went to high school with. We're still friends. We do this annually. You know, I had two of my best friends die at a very young age, 21 and 23 years old. Separate car wrecks, two years apart. 2001, Brandon died. 2003, Ryan died. Unbelievable. You know, we just tried to get over the death of Brandon, and then Ryan died in his own car accident. It's just, it's just shitty, man. I saw, oh, I saw a car accident today. It was awful. Holy cow, I saw it live right in front of my face. I was at an intersection on Jefferson in Detroit. I was just sitting there at a red light. And then all of a sudden, boom, man. It just came right in front of my face. These two cars collided in the intersection. It was like, it was legit. It wasn't a, wasn't quite a T-bone, but it was, it was head on. It was like partially head on. It was bonkers. So loud. So crazy. And I think about what happened to my friend Brandon and how he died in that car accident. Like, 
the one I saw in front of me, that was, it was pretty fucked up. But I mean, Brandon, they were in a, a freeway. They were going down 94. For those of you that know, I-94, it's a interstate that runs across our great country, not across the whole country, but it's part of the Midwest. Goes up through Minnesota, I think. Comes through Michigan. You can go through Chicago on I-94. Chicagoans, react to me now. Talk about I-94. But, uh, yeah, in that accident, Brandon was in the passenger seat. And my buddy Dave was driving. He was hauling ass. And he lost control of his car. And they were coming back from a concert. It was a Sunday night. They were all 21. They're so young and stupid. And went right across the median. But there wasn't, like, a brick median. It was just a ditch median. Cut right through that median. Went head on, hit a van straight on. And Brandon just died there in agony. I mean, I can't even imagine it. Like, I, In fact, I could ask some of my friends who are still alive because they all survived that. Everybody with Brandon. All the, all the people in the car were good friends of mine. They are friends of mine to this day. Brandon was the only one who died. And one time a friend kind of told me about it once, and it was horrendous. It's like, you don't even want to hear about that shit. I do. I'm a morbid guy. I'm into that shit. I can't. I don't know. I just... You know, I, I could have seen Brandon's dead body after the fact, too, and I didn't. Uh, I remember being at the funeral home a couple of days later, and his family begged me not to go look at his body. So I didn't. So I can remember him as he was. He was such a badass, dude. Women adored him. He had that baby face, but he was a real man's man. He had a great move to the hole, too. He used to have the chicken wing. You know, he, you could never steal the ball from him. When he took it to the rack, that goddamn chicken wing would always get in the way. So annoying. But, man, he was a really good basketball player. And uh, he was taller than me, but he wasn't like, he was like 6'1", barely taller than me. But I always looked up to him. He was a great guy. It was sad that uh, he died in that car accident. All my other friends in that car, some of them were ejected out the side windows. Imagine being ejected out of a side window in a passenger seat of a car in the back seat and being fine. Like my friend walked away from that one. He, he was ejected out the window, had scrapes and bruises, but he was fine otherwise. It's crazy. A couple of my other friends had serious brain injuries, and they recovered, and they're okay now. I mean, I think. I mean, I guess you're never, are you really ever okay after a TBI? Uh, you know, we talk about concussions in the NFL. I think you guys know what I mean there. So, at any rate, yeah, that accident blew my mind today. Wow, it was crazy. And I don't even know why I'm bringing this up now. What the hell was I talking about? Where, where am I? Can you guys fill me in? Can you guys uh, redirect me? Because I don't know where the hell I just went on this tangent. Why was I talking about car accidents? Uh, oh, yeah, I was talking about I'm going away. That's right. I'm, yeah, so the feast is this thing we've been doing for 22 years, and we did the first one while Brandon and Ryan were still alive, so it kept the tradition going, man, and it put it together every year, and we find a house in the middle of nowhere in Michigan, and we all retreat to it. We stay there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, have a great time. We play cornhole. You know, We play music. Uh, cards, video games, sit by the fire, make a fire. We just have a good time. Enjoy the outdoors of the great state of Michigan, and it's awesome. So that's what I was leading to. I'm going to be in the thumb. That's right. I brought it back. I did it all by myself. Look at me. Yeah. Don't be that guy. No, you can be this guy. I did it, man. Woohoo! I'm the man. Genius, genius, genius. I got it all by myself. I got back. Isn't that nice? I'm very proud of myself on that one. Because when you're not hosting the show with someone else, it's all up to me. Uh, Chad says Scherzer confirmed for game one for the Mets. Okay, Scherzer game one. The Mets do have a good chance. There's no doubt about it. It looks like Scherzer versus you. That's a great matchup. Chad says if someone died on Jefferson Street, are they moving on up? Zing! That's very good. That's very, very good. So uh, you don't want to die on any street. 
free music. So uh, Jasper says, got to lose your mind in Detroit Rock City. I think that's a Kiss reference. So there you go. Oh, snap. Uh, well, you know the Lions had the number one offense last week. Jamie, bringing it back to football. Thank you, Jamie. Appreciate that. So, yeah, uh, that's what's going on here. So I wanted to get this show in real quick, and that was the whole point of my spiel when I first started talking. Uh, yeah. But I will be gone, so I won't be around. And I wanted to get this show in before the week was over because by the time I come back, it'll be Sunday. And I'll be doing the uh, FTN show, which I do is exclusively for subscribers. If you're an FTN subscriber, you can watch our DFS show every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. I do the show. I host it with Two Gun and Sam Chowdhury. These guys are wizards. They're experts of DFS. So I love doing the show with them, and I learn a lot. It's a really a great time. So make sure you sign up now. FTN package. Got some deals going on. Use promo code MJGovier. If you're going to sign up, you got to use my promo code, please, MJ Govier. It helps a brother out. You want to help a brother out, don't you? Why not? That's all I have to say about that. But the DFS show is real money, and the DFS pros at FTN are legit. I know there's a lot of DFS pros out there, and it's it's challenging. It's very challenging. I get it. It's a competitive marketplace. But FTN, I'm really grateful to be there because I get to be on the inside, and I get to see how it works, and I see everything. So I'm very fortunate to get access to all that stuff at FTN. FTN is a great place to work, and I'm really excited about the future there. I really, really am. Woohoo! I can't wait. I'm excited. Victory lap certified. Yeah, that's a good old-fashioned victory lap. So, all right. Uh, I think I covered all the details on things, things I wanted to mention. It was a great MLB season. Thank you to everyone who participated this year. You know, we grew the Discord. We started a Patreon. We have a Patreon. I'm doing football over there. In fact, last night I did an article, which you can check out if you're part of the Patreon. And I'm pretty pleased with it. It's pretty cool. I am excited because it's about players who are good, but they're making you miserable. You know what I mean? And you definitely know what I mean. Because if you're playing fantasy football, right now somebody's making you miserable, even though you know they're a talented football player. Or are you going to be on my fucking time? Well, apparently these players are not on people's time right now, JK. So, yeah, uh, it's frustrating. But in this article, I mentioned a few guys. And you could check out the Patreon by signing up for it now for as little as three bones. Very cheap, guys. Very, very cheap. Three bucks. Come on now. Three bucks? You can do three bucks. Jasper says, I'll hit you up in a few weeks on some college spreads. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm all about it. I can't give away all my picks because people pay for them on FTN. But I can mention a few ideas. Chad says, uh, cough, Daryl Mooney. Darnell Mooney, cough, cough. I love Darnell Mooney. Follow Ben Chase on Twitter at Big Gentle Ben. That's a great job. Look at this uh, bot. This Twitch bot is fantastic, Chad. Wow. Should Everybody should definitely follow Big gentle Ben on Twitter. Ben Chase is the master of prospects. He really is. That is a no-brainer. Um, but, yeah, I can't give away my picks for college football because people pay for them on FTN subscription. But uh, last week, I did well. Made a lot of great plays on Big Ten games. I had Illinois, and they won outright. I had Purdue. They won outright. That's good. I took the points on both of them. They both went outright. I didn't have the money lines, but the points were easy money. So that was fun. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of money being made in college football. It's just too many games, and it's so unpredictable at times. I really think there's always some exposure there that you could steal some money, if you will, when it comes to that world. So uh, final results for my baseball leagues. I told you I won the OC. I'm very happy about that. I finished second 
in my TGFBI league, 38th overall in the TGFBI. That's pretty damn good. 38th overall, I'll take it. There's like 450, 500 people in that thing, so I feel good about that. I finished 6th in Glarf, 39th overall in Earth overall, right? And uh, I wanted to bring up the Palazzo Podcast invitation. we got to share that because this is the Palazzo Podcast. And you people are dying to know who won the Palazzo Podcast Invitational, right? I know you're all dying to know that. So I'm going to share that with you now like this or like this. No, like that. Apparently, that's what I'm doing. Okay. Uh, My background sucks, though. I don't like it. I need a better background. I need a better background. Try this one. And now I'll try this one. Now that doesn't work either. We'll just go with a black background. Yeah, how about that? That's fine. Okay, great. Anywho, take a look at this. The winner of this year's Palazzo Podcast Invitational in the overall, ladies and gentlemen, Zach Nelson has done it. He did it, folks. He is the winner. A final victory of 576 points. Zach Nelson, Zachary Nelson, and I am so proud of you. I'm so glad that you signed up and that you commanded the championship, the overall victory. You are the second annual winner of the Palazzo Podcast Invitational. Of course, the first annual winner last year was Richard Sands. Now we're going to be adding Zachary Nelson's name to the cup. That's right, our Stanley Cup of Palazzo Podcast Invitational, which doesn't exist. It should. I promise Richard... A trophy last year, and uh, Deary kind of let me down on that one, frankly. Uh, I'm taking responsibility for it, too, but uh, I really thought Deary had the in on this trophy guy, and uh, he didn't, so there is no trophy. I really thought there would be. I'm kind of bummed about it, but sorry about that, guys. Well, why don't you cry about it, saddlebags? I'm not going to cry about it, okay? And if I did, that's okay. I'll cry anytime. I don't give a shit. It's healthy. Let it out, folks. Vent. Crying is a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. And in fact, if you're a man, I want you to cry. I want more people to cry, man. Hey, men out there, more crying from men. I don't care if you're a day man or a night man. Just cry. Naturally, for I am the day man. The day man cries, right? But also, what's funny about the day man and the night man is that they both cry. And I think this is something that people don't know because the day man Seems like the guy who would cry, the dark, you know, the night man's like, oh, I don't cry, I'm night man, I'm tough, right? But you might be mistaken, you might be misunderstanding what these guys are about. Day man, he's tough. He's tougher than you would think. And crying is a sign of strength, folks. Day man! It is. I think so. I know so, actually, so. I don't even have, that's all I have to say about that. Uh, let's see, let's go to the comments here. <laughs> Anybody have anything to say about what I'm showing with the Palazzo Podcast winners? Uh, you guys are just babbling out over here in the chat. Okay, never mind. Anywho, congratulations to Zachary Nelson, the winner of the Palazzo Podcast Invitational. It's an exciting time right now. I am really happy for you, Zach. And I hope to hear from Zach. Uh, Zach, actually, I'm saying this now. You have a standing invite to come on the show and talk about your victory. So whenever you feel like doing that, please come by and do so. Also, uh, if you guys are on YouTube or Twitch and you haven't liked the video that you're watching live on the show currently, please do so. That helps the show grow. I think you guys know that. I don't think I need to tell you that, do I? It's a bit repetitive. I feel like I'm saying the same old shit again and again. And, uh, you know, you guys are better than that. You don't need me to do that. 
So come on by and tell us why you won your baseball league today. I wish I had an end-of-season song written for you guys. I am just such a slacker. I don't have any time. I can't write the songs I used to write. It makes me sad. Because I love writing the songs I wrote. I really do. I had some doozies. And I definitely should have like an end-of-season song to celebrate the end of the Major League Baseball season and all the victories that everybody has in their fantasy leagues today. It's a time of celebration. You know what I mean? Wow, dude. Yeah, I let you down. You should wow. I, I should be wow duded because I blew it. I did. I totally blew it. Anyways, congratulations to Zach. I'm really excited. Well, I really don't. I don't love doing the draft champions format for the Palazzo Podcast Invitational, but last year when I did the poll to try to change it, everybody voted again. They're like, no, don't change it. Nobody wanted to do best ball or. Or Fab League either. I'd love to do that, but everyone voted against it, so I had to follow suit. Draft Champions is not my strength. I finished third in one Draft Champions. I only did like two or three. So, I mean, I could place in a Draft Champions, but I've never won one. And I've only played it for a couple years, so it's also that. Uh, I just, I'd like to change the format of the Plus of Podcast Invitational. What do you guys think? Anybody? Anybody? Bueller? I would love to hear about it. Anyways, also with Glarf, I want to see who won the overall Earth because Glarf is a part of Earth. Remember, there's 10 leagues, regional leagues. There's Tarf and Barf and Nerf and Glarf, of course. There's 10 different regional leagues that make up Earth. It's very Scarf, of course, the St. Louis area one, the Southern California one. Uh, I'm really excited to see who is the overall winner. And I assume that Dave won Glarf because he was winning. But we'll check those standings right now. Because that's fun. That's what we do in the show. We have a good time. I'm Michael Govier. You're live here on the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Utah, uh, give me two. I will be seeing Chris Deere tomorrow in person, so that's exciting. I look forward to that. It's going to be a doozy to see him in real time. Do you guys know that Deary's a really good cornhole player? He is pretty damn good. I will say that. I'm nowhere near as good as he is. He's just really good at backyard games like that. Cornhole, ladder ball, all those backyard games that they play at tailgates. It's not my strength. I admit that freely, but I do love to compete. So uh, I'll be out there competing this weekend in the thumb of Michigan with my pal Christopher Deary. Looking forward to that. Uh, Okay, so here's the uh, pull up the Glarf standings for Earth. There's Earth right there. And the overall Earth winner, Ryan Venatio. He did it. Wow. How about that, man? Ryan Venatio takes down Earth, the overall winner. Congratulations, Ryan. That is fantastic, man. Ray Butler, also our main man. A lot of shout-outs coming up here. Ray Butler finished second. He was in first for a lot of the year. A great portion of the year, Ray Butler was dominating but uh ryan venazio takes it down Derek rhodes finished third shout out to Derek, and then our guy our very own palazzo pal russell withers finished fourth overall hell yeah dude we're gonna get all in your face and point out your faults uh no we're not pointing out russell's faults he finished fourth that's amazing and jeff erickson shout out to jeff finished fifth and mick chalala finished sixth oh my god so many people to shout out here what a top six that is Venancio, Butler, Rhodes, Withers, Erickson, and Shalella. I don't know Tom Rodriguez. I don't. So uh, I have to be honest about that. Uh, your old pal Gobier finished 39th overall. There you see me right there. 
Remember, there's 150 teams, so 39 out of 150, eh, it's okay. It's not great. Chris Deary, who was leading Galar for a great percentage of the year, finished 45th overall. Uh, let's see, some other names. Zach Waxman finished 42nd. My tag team partner, Eric Cross, we won the tag team championship together, run by Matty Davis, Matty Wood. Shout out to him. Me and Eric Cross took that one down. That's a $4,000 first place prize. And we dominated the tag team league. I'll show you that momentarily. But uh, let me see the official Glarf standings. Congratulations, Ryan Venancio, guys. I said that him and Russell Withers about a week ago on Twitter, two of the most underrated fantasy baseball players in the game. Absolute must-follows. Russell, who's got his own channel in the Plaza Podcast Discord, which you can be a part of totally free. Utah, give me two. And then Ryan Venancio who he needs his own channel. I I, I think I gave him his own channel because I love him so much. I hope I did. Did I make that up? I'm pretty sure I might have because Ryan's a guy you want to get quality analysis from. Ryan and Russell are so underrated, man. They're really good players. Look, they both finished top four here. So I think that says all you need to know about those two dudes. Uh, but if we look in the Glarf Earth, give me the league standings. Come on, Glarf. What the hell? There we go. I got to go to league. Stand by, folks. This is live, so you know how live things go. Glarf. Oh, what? Sarah Sanchez pulled it out? No way. Wow, Sarah, way to go. Unbelievable. Oh, that's incredible. Sarah Sanchez, Jenny Butler, Dave McDonald are your top three. Holy cow, Dave McDonald falls. He fell. Look at that. Are you seeing this point change here? Look at that. Sarah Sanchez jumped. Six and a half points today. And she won. Wow. Holy smokes. I'd like to look at the, maybe the points or like a weekly summary here. Eh, I don't think that tells me the story here. I, I wanted to see. Wow. Where did she jump up at? Because I know. Does it tell you here? And it just kind of gives you a final standings. Crap. Sarah Sanchez, unbelievable. This is so radical. I'm so happy for her. What a what a victory. What a strong finish by Sarah to pull that out with a six-and-a-half-point jump in the final day. Isn't that badass? I mean, I'm impressed. Sarah Sanchez, friend of the show. She's been on this show several times, and I'm really happy for her. Jasper says, I need in Glarf someday. Yeah, Jasper, absolutely. I'd love to get you in Glarf. If a spot opens up, I will definitely recommend you for Glarf because you're my Indiana boy on an Indiana night. You know what I mean? So that's exciting. Uh, what do we got going on in here? Chad says, I don't know what that format even is. I don't even know what you're talking about over here. You guys got your own world going on in live chat, and that's cool. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. But wow, I, I can't believe Sarah pulled it off. I I didn't think that she was going to be top two. I'm amazed. I am so amazed right now. I'm so happy for her. She, you know, bleed cubby blue. That's been her thing. She's been doing it for a few years. She loves her cubbies. I think she loves Notre Dame, too, which uh, sucks. She also loves Utah, which I do like a lot because I, I, I love Utah. I love Utah football. Utah football, I'm always rooting for them. In fact, we got a hell of a game going down. Did you guys hear about it? Utah's taking on UCLA. I'm pretty excited about that game. I'm taking the four points in UCLA, I think. I picked UCLA plus three last week against Washington. Shout out to my guy, Crosby Spencer, who I hit up personally about that. Because he's like the UCLA guy. 
But even he admitted that the transfer portal has changed college football so much now that even though he used to know every player on the roster from freshman year until they graduated or went to the NFL, Crosby admitted he's like, yeah, I just it's hard to keep track of now. It's much more difficult. And uh, I can appreciate that. The transfer, I'm happy the transfer portal exists and that players could freely move as they should be allowed to. Coaches could do it, so why can't players do it? But I also understand that it's a little harder to kind of keep up on things. I do understand that, but I wouldn't trade it in for anything. I wouldn't at all. Hell no. Not one bit. But Sarah Sanchez, what a win. This is exciting. I'm really happy for her. Woohoo! Woohoo! All right. Uh, any other leagues I want to show you here? Let's see. Um, I can show you my main event. Let's see, let's see who won the main event. I assume it's Scott Jenstad. And yes, it's Scott Jenstad. He pulled it off. He locked it in. There's me. I finished ninth. 78 points. I did finish ahead of Dalton Del Don. I'll take that. Finished ahead of uh, decent players. Yeah, so that's great. But... It's a disappointing season for me because, oh, Paul Spore didn't place in the money. I thought he would. So Scott Jenstad won it. Uh, Zimmerman and Tanner Bell finished second, and then Flawless Victory was third. I don't know who Flawless Victory is off the top of my head. Uh, Miami Mac is Ray Diaz, then Paul Spore. High Hopes, Dos Gringos, and Low Talkers. Yeah, those are names. I knew all the people by when I saw them at the draft live, but, uh, man, good for them. I'm really happy for... Scott Jenstad, he's a really, really good guy, and he was leading most of the year, so he deserves this victory there. It is a solid victory for Scott Jenstad in the main event. I finished ninth, 35 for hitting, 42. My pitching was better, so my hitting let me down. If you look at the numbers you want to hit, I'm lucky I finished that high in Ks. I'm 10th out of 15th with 1,255 Ks. That uh, was a problem. Wins were a problem. I... I barely was able to hit that, but home runs slipped for me too. I started high in home runs, but I really trailed off in homers towards the latter part of the year. And then here's the big, I mean, saves. Between Scott Barlow, Daniel Bard, I was able to finish fourth in save, guys. Really, just between Scott Barlow and Daniel Bard. I'm not kidding at all. That's amazing. There's a few straggler saves here and there. Uh, Here's the real problem, though. See the stolen bases, guys. Dead last by 11. That killed me. If I could have finished middle of the pack in steals, that's, what, like seven, eight points? That puts me up to, you know, 85. That that would have been a big difference for me. But steals killed me in the main event. It just did. I mean, there's just no excuse to have this few steals. Because if you look at my other leagues, I, I was really locked in on steals. I think I show you my OC that I won right here. There it is. Champion Michael Govier, woohoo! Round of applause for me. It was a yeah. I finished 199 overall in the OC. That's not bad. There's like 2,000 teams in the OC. I'll, I'm happy with that. Uh, I admit it wasn't as competitive as, as an OC as maybe some others were. I admit that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie about that. You know, sometimes you catch some breaks. That's okay. Sometimes people are just pounding a beer and not paying attention. Coors. It happens. But uh, let me show you the steals here, just to give you guys a sense of I do know how to draft steals. This one, I finished middle of the pack with 119 steals. So my guys were able to come through for me there. That's all about drafting, you know? That's all about the team. And this is not that team. Sorry. I don't know why it goes 
back like that reverts. Yeah, uh, guys who got me steals during the year. Uh, Mookie Betts pitched in a bit. Uh, Manny Margot here and there. Colton Wong, of course. Gene Segura. If you look at my bench, Brandon Nimmo, he just never stole enough bags. But uh, actually, I don't know where the steals came from now that I think about it. How about the fantasy year today? It will show me. Oh, yeah, here we go. I got 18 steals from Jose Altuve. That's huge. Yeah. Jose Altuve was a great pick for me. I got him in like the eighth round or the seventh round. It's a 12 teamer, remember that. But Jose Altuve, man, just keep drafting this dude. There is no reason to not draft Jose Altuve until he shows me he's done. This guy is just, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Fame hitter. I'm locking that in. Absolutely. Locked it in right now. Where's the lock in button? There it is. He really is. A chat says drafting steals is going to be such a crapshoot next year. Well, with the changes in the game, yes, drafting steals will be a bit more challenging. I completely agree with that. So it's going to be really interesting to see how the pitch clock and you know the lack of being able to throw over to first will increase steals. It could be easier. It could be harder. I don't know. Uh, another guy, uh, Miles Straw, is on my roster. Not anymore. He was. Apparently, he got me 12 steals. Is that a fact? I didn't know that. Kyle Schwarber got me 10 steals. How about that? That's amazing, isn't it? Kyle Schwarber, 40 home runs, 10 steal season. Hell yeah. And Colton Wong, like I said, with his 13 steals. Shohei Otani with nine. I vacillated. I used Shohei as a pitcher and a hitter, though, so he came and went. But, yeah, this uh, pitching staff was pretty good with Otani, Musgrove, Gallon. Giolito was a total bust, but I was able to work around that with other guys like Nestor Cortez, who was clutch here to close the year. That was awesome what Nestor did. This is the only team I drafted Nestor Cortez on, by the way. So I want to thank Nestor for... I'm glad I took one chance on him. This is where diversification is important. You know, I took a chance on Nestor, even though I was a little suspect of him, but one league, I took a chance and I won that league. So that was a good call on my part. I want to show you guys the Midnight Madness winner. He did it. He pulled it off again. Mark Winoker. I think that's like three straight, four straight titles for Mark Winoker. He wasn't winning until the very end, but he's the winner. There he is in first place. He pulled it off. Mark, I love you. I'm a huge fan of Mark. He's a great guy. Lives out in Colorado. Go blue. He knows what I'm talking about there. Shout out to you, my man, Mark. I'm really happy for you. Even though you've won this league like four straight years, you still deserve all the credit. I finished in eighth. Disappointing. I was sober as a judge, but Carter Gill finishes third. Carter Gill was like blacked out, passed out in some hotel room, woken up for the draft at midnight in Vegas, shows up, stumbles in, finishes third. I finish eighth. The joke's on me, folks. The joke is on me. You definitely want to be Carter. You don't want to be me. Don't be that guy. Yeah, don't be me. Good job, Carter. Seriously, full credit to Carter Gill. That's badass. All right, here's the tag team league I was talking about that we just dominated. Look at that, 135. Second place was John Fish. Hey, John. Shout out to John with 109 points. And his partner, who I found out is real. I didn't know if he was real or not at the time. Ryan Collins. Shout out to you, buddy. Good to know you now. I found him on Twitter. We got to connect, and Ryan Collins is real. So Collins and Fish finished second. And then Steve Brunn and his partner finished third. Once again, my pal Dave McDonald. Shout out, Dave. Hey, Dave. Dave and Tony. Shout out, Tony. Hey, Tony. I stayed with Tony and Dave in their suite. They let me sleep on their floor in Vegas back for the main event draft at the Bellagio in March. And I got to know Tony. He's a great guy. Good fantasy player, too. So I'm really glad we were able to beat him. Matt Modica. Shout out to Matt. I mean, 
Guilds, who is the, I think Guilds is the overall OC winner. I'll have to update that, but uh, he was a couple hours ago about to close in on that championship. So, I mean, we ripped Zach and Curlin. Baseball pods of Drew Morris, Frank Amarante, Tambo and Swan, Davithius and Tambo. So many shout outs. That's guys. Shouts. Endless shouts to all you guys, man. We took you down. Me and Eric Cross dominant. I mean, look at this. Letting runs. And then we were sixth in K's. Home runs. 317 home runs for our team. That's badass. And then we had 89 wins for our pitching staff. I mean, we're just tops across the board. Number one in RBIs, 1,025 RBIs. Third in saves, 64. Third in steals with 120. Big shout out to John Bertie. Hurdy, birdie, hurdy, birdie, hurried, birdie, birdie, he snagged. Here comes a hurried birdie man. That's right, hurried Bertie man. This was the main league where Bertie gave us a big leg up in steals. That gave us a huge boost. But then we're number two in ERA, 321, and we're number two in whip at a 112. 112 whip with 317 home runs. We led in batting average. You're probably asking yourself, who the hell was on this team? Cross and Govier, who did you guys draft? What's the story on that? Well, I'll show you. Did you know that we sold out and we now have advertisements? Yeah, we've gone mainstream. We're getting $6. That's right. We've made 6 bucks so far. Can you believe it? What a dream come true, $6. Anyways, I wanted to give you some preparation, some time to be cognizant that a commercial is coming your way. I'm not just going to throw a commercial mid-sentence on you. I wouldn't do that. I respect you, and I know that's annoying. So here's a countdown for the upcoming advertisement from Starbucks or Spectrum, Comcast, Apple, who the hell knows. Three, a two, one. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. 
For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. These are the guys that were that ended up on our team, but uh, I want to give you a year to date so you can see who came and went, who contributed. Uh, Wilson Gutierrez was a last-second pickup here after he got cut. Sean Murphy was on our team uh, most of the year. Good job, Sean. Joey Votto got hurt. That's okay. We had Rowdy Telez, who we drafted. And again, another team. Is this a trend or not? This is two first-place teams. Both of them, both of them had Jose Altuve on them. Coincidence? I think not. I don't think so at all. Oh, my God, Edelberto Montezzi. Remember him? <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe we drafted him. We still won. Child, please. Yeah, I don't know how we did it. It's amazing. Uh, sometimes you need to do some reps. You get your practice reps, and you draft guys that you shouldn't draft, but you still overcome it. It's all practice for the big game later in the season. We're talking about practice. Oh, yeah, Louis Urias was a bust. <sighs> Who else here? Ian Happ was a great pick for us. Had a solid season. Ian Happ, a rock-solid player in a 15-teamer across the board. Uh, we had Stephen Kwan, but we let him go a long time ago. Brandon Nimmo was with us for the whole ride. So was Mookie Betts. Again, that's, in fact, Kyle Schwarber, Betts, and Altuve were all on my OC team as well. Isn't that wild? Oh, wait, we're looking. Holy shit. I hate when they fucking do this. God damn it. Oh, my God. I'm so dumb. We were, for those of you who are watching live, you could see this, but if you're listening to the podcast version, I'm showing the standings of the league, and we were just showing the tag team standings right before I came to the page to show you the stats of the players we had in our team. But then it reverted to my OC for some reason. So I was saying that, oh, look, Altuve is on both these first place teams. Oh, my God, so Schwarber. No, it reverted back to the OC. So those those were lies. I'm sorry about that. Now this is the real team. We drafted Alejandro Kirk. This is the tag team, by the way, with Eric Cross. We drafted Alejandro Kirk. We drafted Matt Olson. We drafted Matt Riley. Olson and Riley, 230 home run studs for the Braves. Great picks for us. Great picks. Great calls. And then Mike Trout hit 40 home runs in 438 at-bats. It's incredible. That's really, really good. I don't care about the steals. Stolly Marte gave us steals. Ian Happ was on this team. He was very reliable. Ronald Acuna was good with the steals, but overall he was a bust for us. We took Acuna Trout one too. We still won this league handily. Remember this. Re- write this down. Remember this shit, okay? Uh, yeah, there you go. So anyways, a bunch of guys on the team. Andre Semenes, Roddy Telez, a lot of the usual suspects for me as a drafter. I mentioned John Berte. John Berte, 32 steals for our team. That was huge. That was so clutch, man. That was so, so clutch and he stood there like the house by the side of the road and watched it go by struck him off that's everybody who didn't pick up Bertie in fab but we did so we were the men also Corey Seager was drafted by us 33 home run season excellent power season from Seager in a season where power is hard to come by and then real quickly pitching side Carlos Rodon big hit for us Zach Gallen big hit Logan Webb huge hit all three of those guys, Daniel Bard, got us 34 saves. Jesus Lazardo was only on our team for a while. We cut his ass. Uh, yeah, so David Bednar was good until he got hurt. Tyler Molly was pretty solid for us once he got out of those early season troubles. Of course, he couldn't finish the season for us. Tony Gonsolin we drafted. Gave us a 226 ERA and a .89 whip. I know, uh, 
I know things fell apart for him in the end, but that was huge. That was real huge for us. Plus, he gave us 14 wins, which is what you need from a guy like that in Roto. So there you go. That's a bit of the tag team. Uh, I think that's all the leagues I wanted to show you because that's enough. I'm not trying to tout here. Really, I'm trying to show you guys what happened, where, and why. Uh, I'll show you my TGFBI team, which finished second to Randy Haynes, who finished fourth overall. Congratulations to Randy, who deserves a round of applause. I finished second, so I guess I failed, right? Isn't that usually how that works? Second place, failure. You have failed. Yeah, right. There you go. So, Okay. Uh, What do you guys talk about in the live chat? You guys just doing your own thing over there? Great. Cool. Keep that going. So real quickly here with the TGFBI team, which is 38th overall, second place in this league. Uh, I finished ahead of my tag team partner, Eric Cross. Just saying, Eric finished last. I'm not trying to blow up Eric's spot at all. I actually can't believe he finished last. Uh, he must Because I thought he was like middle of the pack. So that's really why I brought it up. I'm kind of a, this is happening real time. I'm just seeing this. Like, whoops, sorry, Eric. Didn't mean to blow up your spot. Uh, Aaron Pags finished fourth. Aaron Pags, solid player. Reliever recon guy. Good dude. But yeah, just more numbers. Uh, I was second in runs with 998. But I was lower end on Ks. Ks have been a problem for me. I got to work on Ks for next year. Pitching Ks in Rota. Wins, that was solid, 78 wins. 258 home runs was decent. Uh, RBIs, I was second with 1,001. Saves, second again, 82 saves. Daniel Bard is on all these teams. He's a huge part of it. Second in ERA, 326. Randy's team had a 301 ERA, 301. That is incredible. That is really, really good. Damn, Randy, well done, man. Genius, genius, genius. He is a genius. I had 109 steals. See, I can draft steals. That's middle of the pack, but I'll take it. I was first in average with a 262 average, and my whip was 1.17, which was middle of the pack at best. So there you go. That's it. I think I'll stop sharing all that stuff. That's the baseball leagues for this year. And that's how it went. I'm going to take home some cash. The tag team is a huge chunk of that, but so is that first place OC. You get 1400 bucks for finishing first. That's great news. So I'm going to get back my main event entry, which I will not get back this year. Last year, I finished third in my first main event. I was able to get my money back. Not getting it back this year, but I am getting it back through other means because I won other leagues. I love high stakes, man. If you've ever thought, like, can I play high stakes? Am I good enough? I didn't know if I was. I played for a long time, and now I'm starting to venture into higher stakes, and I can hang. You can hang, too. So I'm rooting for you. Get in there. Start making the Skrilla, the big bucks. You're worth it. Okay, uh, we'll talk NFL quickly. I'll get the hell out of here. So this week's schedule, uh, the Thursday night game. I mean, what do you want to say about the Thursday night game? No Jonathan Taylor. The Broncos are a mystery. Uh, Russell Wilson is not who he once was. He's toast. It's over. He's not who we thought he was. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Yeah. yeah. Maybe people are letting Russell Wilson off the hook. He sucks. He's just not the same guy he was five years ago. Let Russ cook. Uh, what's he going to cook? Ramen? I mean, I do love ramen, so I would eat it. I really would. You know, I don't care. I mean, ramen's cheap, but it's great. But Russ isn't cooking anything special, if you know what I mean. You play to win the game. You do. You do play to win the games. You're supposed to score touchdowns. And if you don't do that, then you probably don't win the game. But uh, Russell Wilson is... uh, I'm not... 
I'm not buy low on Russell Wilson. I bet you that Patreon article I did earlier. Let me uh, talk about that real quick because I was talking about it's labeled these guys are good and they're making you miserable. I thought it was pretty good. I liked the title. And I listed a bunch of guys who are good but making you miserable. Russell Wilson's not on the list, but he could he would easily be on this list. I just think Russell Wilson's I'm not buying in on it. I don't think 10 weeks from now it's going to be like, finally. I think Nathaniel Hackett is a fraud, a total joke. I think Bill Simmons had, I got to give Bill Simmons and Cousin Sal credit on this. I, I do listen to them every week. I love Guess the Lines. I always have. I, it's such a, I, that's what it feels like. If somebody if ever listened to my podcast, like I listen to Guess the Lines every week, I look forward to it all. I really do. And I can't wait to play it. So if anybody ever listens to my show like that, man, that's, I got it made. That's amazing. That's like, that's all I need. That's all I need. No way. Yes, way. I'm telling you. That's so cool. But they're calling uh, Nathaniel Hackett P.I. <laughs> that's funny. It made me laugh. I thought, because Nathaniel Hackett is just a fraud, dude. Total fraud. Nathaniel Hackett's going to be back on the scouting circuit soon enough. He's going to hear this noise. And he'll be commentating on the upcoming pick on television. Nathaniel Hackett sucks. And I'm not piling on. If a guy sucks, he sucks. But if a guy sucks, he's going to get better, then there's going to be reasons why that would be. Sometimes you hire a guy and he's not cut out for the job. He was really good at strategizing or coming up with plays or putting guys in the right position. But then once he's the head man, spotlight's too big. Some people are better coordinators. His father, Paul Hackett, was always a better coordinator. Hear me now, folks. Paul Hackett was, I think he was the head coach of the Chiefs. He had one head coaching job, and he sucked. And that was it. So Nathaniel Hackett's his dad. That's it. What's the difference between Nathaniel Hackett and Paul Hackett? Nothing. They're the same person. They're just better coordinators. Just stay in your stay in your corner. Get in your corner, Nathaniel. That's where you belong. You're only making Russell Wilson worse. That's how I see that. So uh, Chad says, "Oh, <laughs> I could have told you he was he was that whole Doug Marone staff from Buffalo were frauds." Oh, I remember them. Yeah, Robbie Baseball here. Hi, Robbie, my main man from Canada. I'm in Canada right now. We should hang out, Robbie. When's the CFL show, Govier? <laughs> Robbie, you make me laugh. You're very funny. I love you, buddy. I hope you're doing well. Jared says, I did it. Thank you. You did it? You did it? Did you really do it? I haven't been on the Discord. Jared did it. He won his main event qualifier. Yes! Yeah! Way to go, dude! That is great news. I am so happy for Jared. I haven't been in the Discord yet. So I've just been busy all day. It's been a very busy day. I'm sorry. So I haven't had a chance to pop in the Discord to get the news. But Jared did it. Jared won his main event qualifier. I am so happy for you. So happy. This is great news. I couldn't. I'm seriously like genuinely happy for you, Jared, man. You grind and you balled out and you stuck it out to the very, very end when you finally took the lead and you won. You're the winner. You've qualified for the main event in 2023. And now that means you got to come out to Vegas. It means you and I, we, we should get a room together. And we should get a, we should, when this is all over, we should get an apartment together. <laughs> I love your musk. <laughs> I miss your musk. I'm so happy for you, Jared. Jared has been like one of the most active discorders we've had all season long. And he's been a Patreon? Patron. He's been a paying patron all year too. And he won his main event qualifier. So it's all him. Jared gets full credit, of course. Jared, you did it. You're the man. 
but we did it together. The fact that you were a Palazzo Podcast Patreon member and you won your main event qualifier, that's a big feather in our cap. That's it. That's something I'm going to promote. I'm absolutely going to promote that because we know what we're doing here. We do. We're not just goofy bozos. <laughs> no, there's more going on here. First place in OC for me today. My buddy Jared won his main event qualifier. And me and Eric Cross won the Tag Team Championship. $4,000. Would you be interested in $4,000? I think you would. Of course, we got to split it. So we, I only get two. But I'll take it. Yes. Way to go, Jared. I'm so happy for you, man. I, I just, There's so many things I want to say right now. There's so many things I want to do. I want to give you a big old hug. That's putting it mildly. That is putting it mildly. I'm so excited. Way to go, Jared. Main event qualifier. Winner! Championship! Fantastic. All right. So, back to football. Jasper says, pick it to Pickens. Yeah, George Pickens. I had a guy ask me today on Twitter. He DM'd me. And you guys could DM me anytime. MJ Govier, of course. Palazzo Podcast, 2Ls, 2Z. Utah, give me two. Discord link is free. It's pinned to the top. So is the Patreon. Starts at three bucks. I'm doing football all season. My main man, Jared, was a patron all baseball season. And he won his main event qualifier in part in part, to some of our analysis. It was a team effort. But uh, he asked me, would you rather pick up George Pickens to drop Elijah Moore or hang on to Elijah Moore? So Elijah Moore versus George Pickens. Now let's survey this scenario. Let's take a look at the lay of the land, if we will. George Pickens is a rookie. Elijah Moore was a rookie last year. So Elijah Moore's got extra year of experience. Uh, Now... George Pickens is a rookie wide receiver who's going to have a rookie wide receiver catching balls from a rookie quarterback, Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. So you got rookie-to-rookie connection. They're facing the Bills this week. That's a challenge. But, you know, crazy shit happens, too. The NFL, you never assume anything. Like, the Bills, they go down 20-3 to to the Ravens, but then they win 23-20. So... Crazy shit happens all the time in the NFL. That's what the NFL is all about, man. It's just a free-for-all where you're like, oh, I think that's going to happen. And then that doesn't happen in the NFL. Hey, I thought uh, Russell Wilson was going to be really good this year. (laughs) I love rumors. Yeah, that's a rumor I heard too. Not true. But Elijah Moore does have competitors. Corey Davis, even Braxton Berrios. Remember last year, he was a threat at times. He's still in the mix. But... Garrett Wilson's the new man on the street. He's a badass. First-round pick for the Jets. Corey Davis and then Elijah Moore. So they got receivers, and they got Ty Conklin, their tight end, who they like. They like to use him. And then they got two backs that they really like to use. So there's a lot of target opportunities for Zach Wilson returning as a quarterback, who, by the way, I picked the Jets to beat the Steelers. You could check if you were an FTN subscriber, which you can be. Use promo code MJGovier. Sign up FTNBets.com right now. But if you were a subscriber, you would see that the Jets were my play on Sunday. Plus three and a half. I loved it. I'm like, we're living in the past with the Steelers. It's I, I love Mike Tomlin. I respect him a lot. But he's really, he's going downhill, man. Because he sunk the ship with Roethlisberger on it. Roethlisberger. Hook it, chuck it. Football. Roethlisberger. You guys ever seen... Zach and Miri make a porno. It's a very Pittsburgh-centric foom. Foom? Film. It's pretty funny, too. This guy comes into the coffee place. He's like, oh, he's all shit-faced. Roethlisberger. He was your classic, like, shit-faced Steelers fan. It was just funny. It's a funny movie. Zach and Miri make a porno. 
Two thumbs up. I think it's a funny movie. Uh, Jasper wants to know, thoughts on C. Watkins. Did you mean Watson? Christian Watson? Because I don't think I know who C. Watkins is. It's not ringing a bell. Christian Watson is, though. Green Bay wide receiver. Who's fast. Very, very fast. In fact, let us pull up the, uh, what do they call it? The snaps? Yeah, the snaps. I want to see, because uh, I saw Chris... Christian Watson on some end-around fakes in the game against the Patriots. I actually watched that game in the, uh, like, shortcuts version on NFL Network last night, actually. It was great. It was a lot of fun. It's fun to see that. I like to see football, but uh, I don't want to see the full version, you know. I've made a huge mistake. I want to see the condensed version of a football game. Just show me all the plays. I don't need all the bullshit and the endless commercials in between. I do prefer the condensed version. But Green Bay Packers snaps in Week 4 against the Pats. By the way, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, 62 to 58%. Neck and neck, Jones and Dillon last week. And that's happened a couple times. 61-51 week one, 59-57 week two, 63-53 week three, 62-58 week four. So if you love Aaron Jones, that's great, but you should love A.J. Dillon just as much. And A.J. Dillon can catch the ball, which is something I talked about on fan tracks when I was still working there. We were doing our bold predictions preseason. And I said, A.J. Dillon catch 50 balls easy. He can, and he will. But Christian Watson was out for 25% of the snaps in week four. And that was the most he had since week two because he had zero in week three. He had 32% of the snaps in week two. So Dobbs is clearly the man now. In fact, he dropped that touchdown at the end of the game. He had it. I don't know if you saw that. Rodgers threw a dime. He dropped it right into Dobbs. And Dobbs had it. And he, he just pulled the old Calvin Johnson play. He didn't complete the catch, but he caught the ball. Dobbs is the man. I love Dobbs. I'm all in a Romeo Dobbs. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Romeo Dobbs. Well, Christian Watson's sitting on ass. Could it what? Sitting on ass? Romeo Dobbs would be making plays. And so is Alan Lazar, too. Those are the top two guys by far. And then, yeah, I actually think Christian Watson could be the third wide receiver here with Sammy Watkins out. And Randall Cobb's an old man. He'll make a few catches. They're going to run 35% routes for him. Let him get out there, make a few plays. Some Probably some clutch plays for the Packers, but Christian Watson has a chance to make some big plays in limited opportunities, though. So that's how I feel about Christian Watson, in my opinion. Jamie says he's a drop. Of course, it depends how big your league is, if he's a drop or not. Chad says, wow, I got 17.3 points from Higby on Monday night to steal that tie. Way to go. I love Higby, by the way. Allen Robinson? (laughs) Higby? Yeah! So Robinson? (laughs) Higby? Yeah! That's my rating system. Jamie says Dobbs is better off and Watson will be better in the second half. Robbie Baseball says, talk about the Lions 24-year-old quarterback, Nathan Rauch. <laughs> Nine games, 25 touchdowns, 3,200 yards. Okay, it's a CFL and it's a British Columbia Lions, not Detroit. That Lions team wins. By the way, Robbie Baseball, you're going to love this. I hope you're still here, Robbie, because this is for you. There's a dumb movie from the 90s called Bingo about a dog. A dog named Bingo. And Bingo, the, this is a spoiler alert on Bingo if you've never seen it. Bingo gets kidnapped by these doofuses. And Bingo's owners, masters, Bingo's family, uh, you know, the kid loves Bingo and he wants to get him back. But apparently Bingo's... <laughs> Bingo. Bingo's dad 
plays for the Lions as the kicker. So he's being blackmailed to miss the kick for the Lions, and then nothing bad will happen to Bingo and his kid, and everything will be fine. So this dad, this guy, like you, it's, you would know this guy. If you IMDb Bingo, you'll know this guy. So he's the place kicker for the Lions, but they don't say it's the Detroit Lions. And when you look at it, it's actually the British Columbia Lions, who I believe have a blue color. Like they have a somewhat similar color to the Detroit Lions. So they use the British Columbia Lions as a stand-in for this guy to be the Lions kicker. And it's just so obvious when I was a kid, I, I was aware of it. In this dumbass movie called Bingo from 1991. Yeah, Bingo. In fact, the guy who plays the place kicker, uh, he's in Succession. Yeah, he plays one of the business kiss-ass scumbag business assistants to Brian Cox in succession. Yeah, so that's who he is. You would actually recognize him because he's in that show to this day. So that's pretty cool, right? So that's how you actually would know him. I just forgot about that for a minute. Uh, What's his name? This guy's name is uh, Dave Rashi. Yeah. Look up David Rashi, and you'd be like, oh, my God, it's that guy from uh, Succession. I know that guy. So that's who that is. Just want to let you guys know that. Got it? Good. Okay, great. So David Rashi from Succession, who plays one of the kiss-asses to Brian Cox's like, super patriarch scumbag of the family, he's the place kicker, and bingo is... Life is at risk, and the kid, I think, is kidnapped, too. By the way, the kid, you'll recognize, he was in, uh, I think the kid was in that movie, The Ref. He plays, like, the, the little shit in The Ref. Oh, my God. All these movies are coming together, and they're colliding. The kid from The Ref and the dad from, who's in Bingo, who's in Succession. And he plays one of the kiss asses, Dave Rashi, by the way. So Play it smart today. You won't look a cunt tomorrow. That's from Succession. That's true. So, anyways, I'm off on this Bingo tangent, which is so hilarious. Robbie, you getting all this? Oh, sweet glory. I love this. Bingo was his name-o. Lions are black and orange. Well, shit. Robbie, you got to go back and watch Bingo. Find Bingo. Watch this movie. Report back to me and tell me how far off base I am with this, okay? Robbie says, I see a pic from the film with a gun to a dog's head. Yes. Oh, that's exactly happening in Bingo. This is 1991, so you could definitely put a gun to a dog's head in a family kids movie called Bingo. Man. What a weird poll that is. That's so funny. Chad says Kurt Fuller is a great character actor and was character actor and was in Bingo. Kurt Fuller was in Bingo. Oh, that's great. You guys should know Kurt Fuller if you're looking for standard Kurt Fuller. He was in Running Man. He was in Ghostbusters 2. And of course, Wayne's World. Pralines and Dick. Yeah, that's he plays Russell. The, like, Rob Lowe's buddy asshole producer. That's Kurt Fuller, man. Love Kurt Fuller. Great poll, Chad. Oh, my God. I can talk about bingo and Kurt Fuller and all this shit that has nothing to do with football forever, but that's just not cool. So, I actually think Chris Watson, Christian Watson is somebody to keep an eye on because he's got speed, and once he gets more acclimated to the offense and the NFL itself, he's going to break out. He's going to... Aaron Rodgers is going to have a breakout game with Christian Watson at some point, but... That doesn't mean he's worth rostering consistently either. So trust me when I tell you that Christian Watson, uh, talented, but who knows when he's going to pop. I'm locked in. Anyways, uh, Colts-Broncos Thursday night. Look, uh, 
I'm still taking the Broncos, even though I think Nathaniel Hackett is a doofus. But the Colts are lost. They're all jacked up. They got no Jonathan Taylor, but maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. I just think the Denver defense will be the key to this game. It's a short turnaround. Give me Denver. Uh, I do think there will be one of the receivers flip a coin. Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy, flip a coin. One of them will have a solid game. And what I really, really want to see is my man, Albert O. Albert Akwebunam. I want to see him have a quality outing because I'm not getting what I wanted to get from Albert O. And it really makes me sad because I really had really had high hopes for Albert. And, uh, you know, last week he was, was 2% of the snaps. Eric Salbert was 77, folks. So I don't... Nathaniel Hackett's a jackass, but... Uh, Akwebunam initially was in favor, 67 snaps week one. Now he's at 2%, and it looks like he's just playing less and less every week. So as much as I love Albert Akwebunam, I think I have to drop him. I think I might have to drop him, and I think I have to tell everybody else to drop his ass. It sucks. Yeah, I know. It's a harsh reality, but I think I got to go that route. So there it is. Uh, Okay, Uh, the rest of the games, the rest of the players this weekend. Uh, Giants-Packers is the London game. The Packers will win that game, but I bet it, it's like a bozo fest. Some dumb shit happens, and the Giants will probably like cover, but the Packers will win it. Uh, I don't, it's all Saquon Barkley. I mean, the Giants' offense is just truly Saquon Barkley. No unsung hero, no miracle additional player. I, I don't know who's going to start a quarterback for the Giants still. I don't. I think it's still unclear because Daniel Jones was danged up, and so was Tyrod Taylor. I know they're working out Jake Fromm and A.J. McCarron. Woo! Yippee! Yippee! Wow! Play it smart today. You won't look a cunt tomorrow. Flawless victory. I don't know if you're getting a flawless victory with those guys as your quarterback. Anyways, uh, Saquon Barkley or bust. Of course, Richie James. Will Kadarius Tony play? Is he going to be ready to go? I want to see Tony back on the field, and I want to see Wandale Robinson make his debut. I actually think they're both very talented weapons that could spark up the Giants' offense later. But right now, pff, shit. Daniel Bellinger? Maybe you want to play him because he would be a safety valve play at tight end. That's it. Uh, Steelers, Bills, Kenny Pickett, he'll surprise in this game, but it will be a learning experience. I think George Pickens doesn't do anything like he did last week. I know George Pickens is talented, but it's a one-off. I expect Pat Freermuth to be very, very reliable. And I'm officially off Najee Harris. I rejected a trade today in one of my leagues. Somebody offered me Najee Harris and KJ Osborne for uh shit what was it oh boy now i gotta pull this up uh, pull this stuff up here uh it's a plausible podcast by the way two l's two z's utah utah give me two give me two there you go that's a way to kill some time so it was Najee harris and kj osborne for my guys marquise brown and the returning Washington commander running back who was survived gunshot wounds, Brian Robinson. So would you have done that? Would you have given up Brian Robinson and Marquise Brown of the Cardinals, who is Kyler Murray's go-to target? With DeAndre Hopkins returning soon, would you give up those two guys for Najee Harris and KJ Osborne? I said no. I'd rather have Marquise Brown and the returning Brian Robinson. That's how I felt about it. And I stayed true to myself there. And uh, you go ahead and lock that in. That's a lock. Uh, let's see here. What are you guys saying in the chat? Albert O is a hard drop. 
Jamie says, add Disley. I like it. Yeah, Disley is Geno Smith's guy. He's going to throw him touchdowns all season long. Jasper, oh, uh, Boone or Disley? Well, if you need a running back, uh, I picked up Boone in a couple spots. But if you need a tight end, Disley's a fine ad. He really is. Chad says, can you imagine being ex-Lions legend Kenny Galladay and getting hurt with your zero targets? <laughs> Kenny Galladay's a piece of shit. Wow, dude. Yeah, I said it. Kenny Galladay was a fraud. And I'm glad the Lions didn't resign him. That was a genius move, actually. So I'm really happy about that. JB says, hell no, I'm Harris all the way. Najee? No, no way. I'm not buying it. Chad says, I would probably have the Cardinals offense as a dumpster fire. So you would have done the deal. No, I wouldn't. Nope. I'm going to stay true on that deal. And you guys let me know if I made a mistake. Chad says, Brian Robinson might be awesome, but that role is really murky. I don't think it's murky at all. I think they want to use Brian Robinson, and he's going to get a lot of the work sooner than later. Sure, he'll get acclimated and adjusted back into the scene, but they don't like Antonio Gibson. And he, Antonio Gibson has been a bad runner. His yards per carry is shit. And he's been able to catch a few balls here and there. That's it. So... There's no victory lap with Antonio Gibson. Brian Robinson. The victory lap certified. Yeah, the door's wide open for Brian Robinson. You can't trust Gibson. Can't trust it. Can't trust it. Nope, not at all. All right. So, uh, yeah, those are my thoughts there. Let me. God, I got to pl- speed through this. I got to go, guys. Uh, I got to see Leanne, and I'm a bad person. Uh, Chargers, Browns. Chargers will win that game. Calling it now. I really like the Browns, actually. I'm. I love the Falcons, though, too, so I was kind of surprised that they snuck it out against the Browns in such a weird way with just a dominant rushing attack that had nothing to do with Cordero Patterson. I know Patterson had a touchdown to start, but that was it. I'm taking the Chargers in this game, and I want to play all the Chargers. Well, no, I don't, because the Browns' defense, I want to see who's going to be back. Will Clowney be back? Will Miles Garrett return? Uh, what about Walker? What about, uh, what's his face? Uh, oh, boy, I don't want to butcher his name. I want to get it right. Uh, John Sue. Um, I got to look it up because I don't want to. I don't want to disrespect the man. I want to be respectful. Oh shit! God damn it! I missed the fucking fab. Oh man, I'm doing the show and I miss fab. I'm an idiot. Jeremiah Owasu Karamoa is who I was thinking of. So I don't know if he's going to play or not for the Browns this week. But uh, Chargers. I like the Chargers to sneak in there. Herbert looks like I thought Herbert was really jacked up from that rib cartilage, but I guess he's fine. He's good to go. So don't listen to me. Ride with Herbert all day long. Uh, Texans-Jags, that's going to be a fun shootout. I love Trevor Lawrence. In fact, I played a couple prize picks plays. FTN, I do these prize picks plays, which are free. You can see the prize picks pick tracker is free to everybody. You don't have to be a subscriber. You go to ftndaily.com and click on the prize picks tracker. You can see it for MLB. You can see it for college football, NFL. I do them all. And I definitely took Trevor Lawrence in the over of 240 passing yards this weekend. So I like him a lot. And I also took the under on James Robinson, 59 rushing yards, 59.5. I took the under. I think Travis Etienne gets more involved. Last week they had similar amount of carries, I think eight and nine apiece. And though James Robinson looks like the volume guy, I just play in the long game here with Etienne. Etienne's a long-term play. And I like the Jags to beat the Texans, but I think there's points to be scored from both sides. Bears-Vikings, believe it or not, I'm taking the over on Justin Fields' passing yards. The Bears are 2-2, two and two and it's just the most stunning thing on earth. It's like, how did that happen? We're going to get all in your face and point out your fault. Yeah, Bears, were pointing out all your faults all the time. It's shocking how you did this. Bears, how did you do it? How are you 2-2 two and two with one of the worst passing offenses in NFL history so far? About a 9 on the tension scale, Rube. Jesus. 
It's like bears. You want me to change? And they're like, nope, we're not changing. And you want me to change? Fuck you. That's the bears right there. But I do believe there is better days ahead for Fields. He's too talented. I know the bears are botching this incredibly. But Fields to Mooney is a combo that I, I can get behind. And especially when it's at its lowest point, I want to buy in on that. So I want Darnell Mooney. I want Justin Fields now. Of course, Khalil Herbert's a guy that you, you're going to play if Montgomery can't play. That's obvious. And I also think Cole Komet is not done. There's better days ahead for Cole Komet. It's got to get better. And playing at Minnesota should be a pretty fast turf field. And I think fields... And that Minnesota defense can be exploited against. So I like, I like the Bears this week. They're not going to win, but... Like their offense a bit more. Uh, Lions at the Patriots. My Bozo Lions at the Patriots. Bailey Zappi is the man. The Patriots are going to win this game outright. I'm calling it now. Lock it in. Patriots will beat the Lions. And Bill Belichick knows how to shut teams down. And he's smarter than Dan Campbell. And that's it. That's all I need to know. Even if Jared Goff is playing better than Bailey Zappi right now. You know what's going to happen? Bailey Zappi. I keep calling him Zappa, like Frank Zappa. The running game for the Pats is shoved down the throat. I'm starting Damian Harris. I'm starting Ramondre Stevenson all day long, folks. Starting both of them. And what TJ Hawkinson did last weekend, that was a fluke. Do not expect that to happen again. Do not. Seahawks Saints. Uh, I like the Saints in this one. The Seahawks overachieved against the Bozo Lions. This week, the Saints will get back on track here. I don't care who starts. I just think the Saints defense will be a huge part of this. And that's why the running game will be more limited for the Seahawks. I still would like to play my main man, Decaf. But, and Disley, of course, Jamie's guy, Disley. Yeah, that's a good call, too. Dolphins at Jets. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater has great weapons here. This is, these, I would say, I know Teddy Bridgewater was in Carolina. He was in Denver. But I still think these are Teddy Bridgewater's best skill players. Tyreek Hill and Waddle on the outside, man. I took the over on Teddy Bridgewater's 220 passing yards on prize picks for this week. That's the prop. I'm taking the over on it. So I'm taking... I think the Jets can win this game outright, and I think they probably will because that Jets offense is talented, and with Robert Sala being such a defensive mastermind, it's a really good meld. They invested a lot of the talent in offense knowing that their head coach is defensive-oriented. It's actually pretty smart. It's starting to look smart. And the Dolphins have overachieved, but I still think the Dolphins can throw the ball. I don't think they'll run the ball on the Jets at all. I don't. I don't like Mostert. I don't like Edmonds, unless Edmonds is able to catch a few balls at best. Falcons at Bucks. I think there's a reality check coming here. The Bucks are pissed. They're going to shut down the Falcons. This is going to be a bad game for Mariota. Give me the Bucks all day long. I'll play all the Bucks. Um, I'm not playing any of the running backs. I'm not playing Huntley or Algier against Tampa Bay this week. I'm benching him. And in fact, maybe Drake London will bust loose for one touchdown, but I think it's going to be a pretty bad day entirely for the Falcons offense. So this is coming from somebody who's been pro Falcons. I've made money off the Falcons winning this season. I have. So uh, Titans at commanders. Commanders are trash, but the Titans, they took one from Indy. They're two and two. I kind of feel like they're ahead of the game where they shouldn't be right now. And Washington can't lose forever. Brian Robinson will return. Uh, I feel like Washington, even though Wentz holds on to the ball too long and their old line is horrendous. I think Washington's going to win this game for some reason. That's just my hunch. Uh, I'm playing all the skilled players for Washington and the Titans passing game. I love Robert Woods. Keep playing Robert Woods. I would drop Traylon Burks. He got hurt. He's going to be out for a bit. I'm cutting Traylon Burks and redraft in 12-teamers for sure. I'm doing that. 49ers and Panthers. Seems like the kind of game the 49ers might blow, really. But if Matt Rule is really in that much trouble, I love Matt Rule, big fan of Matt Rule, but if he's in that much trouble, then the Niners will win this game. Baker Mayfield is terrible too, so 
it's the Panthers have to win with McCaffrey, but the 49ers shut down the run game. So if McCaffrey can catch balls, and if DJ Moore could get going, but these are all big ifs. I guess play all the Niners skill players. You play Debo all the time. And it looks like you could play Debo and Jeff Wilson together because what we saw Monday night is a great example of when they both can thrive from a fantasy perspective. Jeff Wilson and Debo. Debo! Yeah! I love it! <laughs> Spin it! I don't think I'm spinning things at all there. So, uh, what we got here in the comments? Uh, Jamie says, I'll take Goff over Fields. I'm sure you will. Yeah. It's, it's not about what's happening right now. It's about what's going to happen next in the NFL. You have to be ready for things to change because the NFL will shift on a dime on you always, all the time. I know what I'm talking about here. Jamie says, Robinson, I have stashed in most of my leagues. Six out of ten. Good job. Chad says, the problem with uh, Washington is J.D. McKissick is going to get third down run. So he's splitting with Gibson on just two downs. Okay, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Jamie says the Lions win. No, you're crazy, man. Listen to me. I'm the Lions guy. Jasper says, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. I'd love to see the Steelers take down the Bills. That would be fun, but I don't think that's going to happen today. Chad says, Miles Garrett was back today. Okay, great. That's good news for the Cleveland defense. That bodes well, actually, because if Miles Garrett can make life miserable for Herbert, that's going to be bad news for the Chargers, whose offensive line is still kind of shaky right now. Good call, Chad. Way to back me up here in the live chat. Plaza Podcast, two L's, two Z's, guys. Don't forget, Utah. follow us on Twitter. Give me two. This is football. This is baseball. The baseball season's over. We're wrapping up football here, and I cover it all. We cover it all. I love doing it. The Discord is free. The link is at the top of the Twitter handle, the Plaza Podcast. You can DM me directly, MJ Govier. Patreon is only as little as $3. We've helped people win their leagues this year with the Patreon and the Discord, folks. So we're looking to do it in football next. Uh, Eagles at Cardinals. That'll be a fun game. I think the Eagles might lose the first game here. I really do. Although the Cardinals play better on the road. And they're a real enigma. They're a real mystery. Uh, what are they? Uh, what? You never know what you get with the Cardinals. Yeah, no shit. Uh, but the Eagles have to lose at some point. So just think about that. But I'm definitely starting all fantasy players involved here on all ends. James Conner. Is he going to get it going? I don't know. But I'm definitely starting Marquise Brown. And I want to have him even when DeAndre Hopkins comes back. It'd just be good news for both of them, I think. Uh, Cowboys at Rams. The Rams will win this game. The Cowboys are going to lose this one. The defense will play well, but Matt Stafford a cup all day. And then to Higby, his second favorite target by far. But the run game will get more involved. Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers will have a better game in this one. I'm st- I would start both of them. I would. If you have either one of them, start them both. Because I don't know which one's going to thrive. I don't think anybody can honestly tell you that. Even based on the snap percentages. Cowboys-wise, always start CeeDee Lamb. And uh, Noah Brown was banged up. I don't know if he's going to play. Pollard had a bad game last time out, but that means Pollard will probably have a good game this time out. So I would definitely start Tony Pollard. I'm cool with that. I'm always starting Zeke. You got to start Zeke every week if you have him. Either trade Zeke or play him. You got to do one or the other. Uh, Then Bengals, Ravens, Sunday Night Football. I can't wait for this one. This is going to be a shootout. There's going to be a lot of fantasy points in this one, guys. This is not old-school Baltimore, Cincinnati. This is high-flying Baltimore and Cincinnati. Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews, J.K. Dobbins had two touchdowns, one receiving and rushing last week. Play all the fantasy assets in this game all day long, all of them. Joe Mixon may be the exception, oddly enough, because he's not been able to run for a quality yards per carry behind an old line that has struggled, Cincinnati, but... The Ravens don't have a pass rush like they've been known for in years past. They just don't. So, Mixon actually might be a sit. Call me crazy because I think the passing game is the key to victory here for Cincinnati. All right, there it is. I'm going to leave this uh, Monday night game alone. 
I've covered everything I want to cover. I got to get out of here. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. Of course, the Plaza Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Give me two, Utah. Utah. Give me two. Jasper says, I have Zeke on my team. Yeah. Uh, well, then play him or trade him. Make a call, Jasper. Anthony wants to know if he's late. Of course you're late. The show's ending right now, Anthony, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm so happy for my man Jared, all the winners, everybody who won their leagues in baseball. Congratulations. Round of applause one more time. I mean, that is just so awesome. I'm so happy for everybody. I couldn't be more thrilled. I really am. It's like a it's a real camaraderie thing we got going on here with the Discord and the Patreon and this show over the last couple of years. We got a killer community, like a legit community of connection and money making by winning leagues. So we're competing. We're also supporting. We're showing that you can do it right. You can compete and win and be the best while supporting one another. We don't have to tear each other down to do it. And we don't do that in our Discord. We have done this thing the right way. And the way I want to do it, the way you guys want to do it. So you guys have done everything I've asked of you and then some. And I couldn't be happier. And I can't wait to meet the next batch of people who don't know who we are, who's going to be a part of things here for the rest of the football season, and then for MLB in 2023. I never knew any of you guys, and now I know you. Same goes for you. You didn't know me, now you know me. So it's all because of the man above. Thank you, Jesus! (laughs) I just had to do that. I can't myself. Jasper, I love you, man. Everybody, I love all you guys. I love doing this show. Thank you for your time and energy. Palazzo Podcast, MJ Govier. Don't forget, follow Christopher Deary, Deary 1999 on Twitter. I'll be seeing him tomorrow in real time as I head up to the thumb in the great state of Michigan. This has been a pleasure. I love doing what I do. I love doing the show. I love talking football. I love talking baseball. Thank you, Jesus. It's now time to hand it over to the man himself. This is the official fantasy sports podcast of Russell Crowe. Thank you, Jesus. Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. (laughs) And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. 
For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.